Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Own the Feels, brought to you in partnership with Love Better, where we are doing our damnedest to help us break up better. This means owning whatever we're feeling and learning how to deal with it. And Liv and I have quite a heavy topic to dive into today, but we think it'll be quite helpful. We kind of have to talk about it because, unfortunately, it is something that can happen quite often after a breakup, and that is stalking. As with most things we talk about in here, there are many layers to stalking. It can be online, it can be in real life, it can be really fucking harmful, um, or it can be more low level, like the other things we've sort of talked about. But we did think it was probably quite good for us to share some stories and talk about some tools to deal with stalking that isn't just like hitting the block button, although that is actually quite a good place to start. So we're also going to explore how people can identify potential stalking behaviours, either in yourself or in other people, and how to change these behaviours to hopefully prevent further sort of hurt to to yourself or to your ex. So look, naturally, as our starting point, I'm going to talk a little bit about what stalking actually is, because I feel like we all know about online, like low-level stalking, but maybe it's hard for us to tell if we're seeing this behavior in real life, like where the line is. Yeah, so Lewis, could you tell us what to look for? Yeah. When it comes to stalking, what you're looking for, what you're trying to identify is persistent and unwanted attention from someone that makes you feel intruded upon and harassed. So it's not so much like a single one-off incident, although that, you know, it can be harmful in its own right. It's when it's continued behavior. If stalking isn't identified either in yourself or in someone else, it can cross the line into some really fucking dangerous behavior. Obviously, like most things we talk about, it's a spectrum and it covers like low level behaviors, which we will be talking about today mostly, but it can also move into really serious and harmful and threatening behaviors. If you're ever concerned about someone that you feel like is crossing the line or you feel like you are tending to sort of move into more harmful territory and becoming obsessive about someone or, you know, showing some of these behaviours, please do see the resources that we always link below in the show notes. But first, I just thought we'd go through a little bit of a list of what stalking behaviour can look like. So the first one is hyper-intimacy, so like excessive courtship behaviour. Yeah, like I think this is when you're like trying to swoon someone like past the point, past the yeah. point of trying to just win them over and get a date with them or whatever. Yeah, and I think it's more invasive. It's yeah. like intimacy that would make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Two is interactional contact. So this is repeated attempts to have face to face 
contact with you, showing up at your door, showing up at your school, your place of work, like trying to get in your face. Yeah, we hear in the stories that we're going to go into some examples of this. And then number three, obviously flowing on from that is mediated contact. So using different media to make contact with the person, even if it's not face-to-face. This is obviously online. This is huge with social media. People create like different accounts and they'll name themselves something totally different or go on someone else's. They'll do anything they can to get contact with the person. There's also, flowing on from that again, surveillance. So this is this is like, you know, learning details about the target without their knowledge. So this could be like looking into their lives from afar or like they're trying to maybe see what they do day to day, where they work, where Talking they to their friends live. and like trying to find out all these things about them that they don't know that you're getting. Oh, pretty terrifying. Invasion is another one. So, I mean, this one's quite self-explanatory. Violation of physical or symbolic boundaries you know you've told them not to contact you and they still are or they're actually physically like trespassing you know into your space and then we have harassment and intimidation this is where behaviors get a little bit more aggressive and this is where sort of tactics that are starting to cross the line come into this whereas they are using fear or frightening you into maybe letting you back into their life or going on a date with them or talking to them again. Yeah, like forcing you into things you don't want to do through potential consequences that could be scary. Yeah, and then again, so this whole list has sort of been going from low level to more high level because then we move into coercive threats. This is obviously when it moves past like harassment or intimidation or the idea that they're going to do something into actually threatening you. So like all those behaviors that came before and then they move into threatening and then it can move into violence so they have taken it from trying to come face to face to you trying to use media to get back into your life finding out information about you surveilling you harassing you threatening you and then like sort of the final straw is actually being violent towards you and that is where it's really important especially for like you know the second half of this list that we're talking about We do have resources um, down below for if you do feel like someone is crossing these lines. For all of these, you know, you can text love better or you can email them because you deserve to get help if you're experiencing any of these. And this is really serious behavior that sometimes maybe because you know the person doesn't seem as serious in real life. But then maybe when you look back retrospectively, you'll be like, oh, shit, like, these were all of the things that this person was doing and because I maybe you're with this person and then you break up and then they start to do this so you you have much more of a connection Mm -hmm. to this person which can cloud your vision of what they're doing but what we're going to probably focus on more today with the stories at least because it's what a lot of you wrote into us about is online stalking or cyber stalking and how that can come into your real life as well your in real life life um, because it's becoming increasingly common, except, especially with the amount we all fucking use social media. It can be a bit nuanced, this whole conversation, because we often use like stalking or I stalked my ex or whatever as a bit of a joke or a throwaway comment. But as you're going to see, it can quite quickly get a lot more serious than that. And maybe we are trivializing it a little bit by I, yeah. saying 
oh yeah, I went and stalked my ex. Yeah, I think that this is just very common online language that we use these days is like, oh, I'm stalking this person on Instagram. I'm stalking this person on TikTok. And like, that is okay to stalk someone on Instagram here and there, whatever. Like we all do it. I've definitely done it. Luce, I know you would have as well. I stalked me to on the daily. (laughs) That is where it might be bordering on obsession. We'll move past that. Um, But just because we use the same language doesn't mean that it's We're talking about the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that real life stalking isn't as heavy as it is. Okay, so now that we know what we're talking about and actually quite helpfully what we're not talking about, those light throwaway comments, it's probably a good time for us to get into a few stories that you all sent through to us. And it was actually quite jarring the number of you that had stories about being stalked or maybe even having the tendency in yourself. So first, we're going to give some examples of how online stalking can kind of move into something a bit more serious and a bit more dangerous in the real world. I love that I keep saying online is not the real world. Like online is very much part of our real world. We would be stupid to say that it's not. But when we're saying in the real world, we're meaning like physically, like physical (laughs) day-to-day life that's not on a screen. Yeah. Okay. So story number one, they joined every single forum I'd ever mentioned using to watch everything I posted. They created a blog about me and documented everything. They knew about every move I made and they publicly plotted how they would win me back. They ended up at my university halls and pulled every poster down off my walls, pulled my clothes out of my wardrobe and threw my desk chair across the room. This is pretty terrifying and it hits a lot of the behaviours to look out for when people are stalking you. We've got the physical invasion, them coming into your room and pulling off the posters on your wall, like a whole lot of surveillance here. They're even documenting it, which is very scary. Obviously, there's mediated contact and interactional contact. I mean, they made a fucking blog about everywhere this person was through a lot of these stories it'll be quite helpful for us to look back at that list of things that do constitute stalking and and maybe you'll be able to realize that some of the behaviors that have been happening to you actually do tick a few too many of those boxes and you do need to get some further help or continue listening to this podcast where Liv is hopefully going to give us some helpful tips to how to deal with shit like that for sure so the next story My ex cheated on my then naive self plenty of times. Never proven until one morning after they slept over, I found all their cheating chats on my laptop. They either forgot to log out or left everything open for me to find in some sick wannabe power move. So I officially told them to fuck off. I dumped... Go off. I dumped them previously, but they had slithered back into my life by finding out where my new apartment was from friends of friends and bringing me a kitten. I quite like some of this language. Yeah, like, I know. What did she say? Slithering. Slithered back into my life and the cheating chats. I know. That's quite good. Yeah, so then they came back to their apartment and they brought them a kitten. And then they go on to say, I know, I should have seen the warning signs much sooner. Flash forward a couple of years and I've had to block them on all platforms because after I had to alert security at my job about them because they kept lurking around and leaving me obsessive letters, they continued to hawk me, desperately trying to get back in contact. I told my friends how distressing it was that they wouldn't leave me alone, but they didn't take it seriously. So one night at my friend's Halloween party, my phone rings. 
it's them. The host answers, gives them the address, invites them over, then hands me the phone thinking this is all really funny. I start really freaking out when, before I hang up, they tell me that they've been driving around that night to all my old addresses to see if I was still there. My friend apologizes, finally seeing that I'm not being dramatic. I call an Uber, but my ex arrives within minutes and tries to convince me to get back together with them. When I finally get away, they call me on repeat until I manage to block their number. Why hadn't I done this sooner? Over the next couple of years, they found ways to reach me. The two wildest being, one, when their mum, who I had a good relationship with and who works in the same industry as me, wrote to me on Facebook inviting me over for dinner. And only when I showed potential interest... I was just being polite and not saying no outright. Did she mention that she could invite her son too? And oh, what a great couple we always made. And then two, when a handful of people from high school reached out to me with the same weird story, saying that my ex had reached out to them and asked if they would tell me that they had terminal cancer and their dying wish was to see me one last time. They did not have cancer. I finally asked a criminal lawyer friend of mine if my situation would warrant getting a restraining order, mostly as a symbolic move to officialise my telling them to fuck off and hopefully put an end to the harassment. She studied the different ways they contacted me and what she told me made my hair stand on end. She said that the frequency, timeline and methods of them contacting me just skirted the edge of legality as if they knew the minimum requirements for a restraining order and were staying purposefully just below it. So there is a lot to unpack in the story. I feel like the first thing that came to my mind when we first read it was was there was a lot of self-doubt and almost self-blame when Mm -hmm. the stalking first started happening, as in they called themselves naive or they said, why hadn't I done this sooner? Why hadn't I blocked them sooner? And it's because we're not actually taught how to look for this or how to deal with it when it happens to us. And the thing is, when we get a story like this written down point by point, and obviously it's a lot of time condensed into one paragraph, it seems very different to how it would have played out in real life. I think when we read these stories, it can be like, yeah, why didn't you see this? This like behavior is really intense. But when you're in this circumstance, I feel like it's almost helpful to write it down like this. And point blank say all of the things that are happening and then you can actually see it on paper Literally, and, and be like pass it to a support person yes. and be like you have a look at this tell yes. me you know that it, validate me and how I'm feeling because this went on for years yeah and it, if they didn't validate themselves because they were like oh I'm not really sure whether this behavior is actually bad or not and then their friends are getting a, a version of the story communicated to them that is probably toned down Mm. and then the fact that their friends were like oh it's not that much of a big deal then that increases the self-doubt and that's kind of a bad cycle to get into as well and there are circumstances where you might feel like oh because at the start I willingly gave them this information or I maybe liked at the beginning the chase or whatever you're feeling that doesn't make you deserve any of this you know however you acted at the beginning whether it was just when you broke up or just when you were getting together does not constitute anywhere near this level of of stalking in this story not at all and it can be hard to gauge when that goes over the line yes and I do feel like this is a good example of like if you are actually concerned for your safety and maybe you don't have a friend who works you know in criminal law um netsafe.co.nz actually has some fucking good resources to help you figure it out i actually think this is a case where you could contact the police get some advice let them know that lines have been massively crossed 
or the Ministry of Social Development here in New Zealand actually has a relationship quiz that can help you see when, again, when that line is passed. And this one, to me, definitely pass, definitely crosses the line. But I can see how in the moment, until you write it down or until you feel like how blessed are we that they felt safe enough to write this to us to maybe help them see, mm-hmm. holy shit this was fucked and I hope it doesn't happen to anyone else but if you can't do that on your own there are resources we've got them all down in the show notes but I feel like this was an important time maybe to let you know that you should go and use them hey team if you want to listen to more of our new podcast all about breakups own the feels you just need to jump over to our culture vulture feed wherever you get your podcasts Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.